and this is edition zero of Up and to the Right. And so we thought to kick things off, we'd do a little video and tell you a little bit about who we are, what we're hoping to get out of this newsletter, and, and go from there. So, to start, he's wanting to tell us, who are you? Uh, over the last 12 years or so, I've been focused on revenue organizations at many different sizes and scales of companies. So, um, in 2018, uh, we sold um, our first company, Union Metrics, uh, to a company here in Austin called Trendkite. Um, we were pretty small. We were less than 20 people uh, at Union Metrics, and then Trendkite was about 200 people, very much in the growth stage. Um, and from there, Trendkite sold to a publicly traded company called Cision. Uh, they're about 4,000 people, very much in the uh, mature stage. Uh, and then earlier this year, Cision sold to a private equity firm um, and got taken private. So really have gotten the sampler platter of uh, company sizes and experiences. And so, you know, where I come from in terms of revenue, uh, I uh, was Senior Vice President of Revenue Operations uh, at Cision uh, after we uh, got acquired. and. Uh, got to see all kinds of challenges and successes of running uh, you know, a global revenue operations organization. That was really exciting. But I, I really came to this from uh, my experience being a software engineer and founding Union Metrics. And to be honest, uh, a decade ago, I didn't have a lot of respect for sales and sales organizations. I didn't understand them. It was kind of foreign to me. I didn't get how they worked. Um, and, you know, I was able to, to kind of ignore that until I couldn't. And it became the most important thing that we had to figure out how to do right at Unimetrics. And quite frankly, I think the, you know, we, we made a ton of mistakes. Um, we learned a lot of lessons. Uh, and, you know, since then, since that acquisition, uh, you know, my focus has really been on how do I learn more? How do I focus more on revenue organizations? And I've really come to love not only the nuts and bolts of setting them up and building them, but also um, working with all of the people who are focused on revenue organizations. I think. Uh, that's, uh, that's how I got here. So Jen, how about you? <laughs> so um, I'm also co-founder of GradientWorks, and I guess I should start by saying my name is Jen Deering Davis, uh, for those of you who don't know me yet. Um, and my role here is gonna be head of marketing, but my I come to this sort of some of a similar path phrase because we did found Unimetrics together, which we started in 2008. But my background before that was in communications and I actually have a PhD in communication from the University of Texas. So I come from more of an academic background to start. Um, so, you know, for me, it's a similar uh, evolution, I think, and how I under I've come to understand and appreciate the revenue organization um, because for me, when I started, sales was almost a, it was a scary word. You know, I didn't want to have to do sales. I didn't, didn't make a lot of sense to me. I didn't understand it. I did, definitely didn't respect it the way I needed to. And so over the past, you know, 10 or 15 years, definitely seen that change. Um, so like Hayes, been through a whole bunch of acquisitions in the past two years, <laughs> from Unimetrics to Trendkite Decision. At Decision, I ran global communications content and brand, which was one branch of our global marketing organization and uh, learned a lot there about the different ways that um, a marketing team has to work with a new business acquisition, with account management, customer success, and uh, got to try a lot of things as we saw what worked and what didn't there. So that's been pretty exciting. 
So yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Cool. So we won't talk too much today. We don't want to make you stare at our faces for too long, but we just wanted to talk a little bit about what we are thinking about, what our questions are, what we're hoping to get from this newsletter, um, you know, what we're, what we're doing with it, why are we even here. So maybe I can ask you a couple of questions, Hayes. Sure. The world looks a lot different than it did, gosh, five and a half months ago. Um, definitely than it did 12 years ago when you started Unimetrics or even two years ago when we sold, sold Unimetrics. So what do you think some of the characteristics are, what's happening right now that's impacting revenue organizations? What sorts of things are we thinking about? Not just us, but everyone here watching. Well, specifically from the pandemic perspective, you know, I think one of the things that this has really accelerated is something that I think a lot about, which is essentially for B2B subscription organizations, pretty much all sales is literally inside sales right now. <laughs> uh, people are not going in the field. Uh, that That's not how sales is happening. And frankly, I think that's been a transition over the course of uh, really many years, uh, but inside sales organizations are are interesting and something that I find particularly fascinating because, you know, they're built on uh, this model that's really much more process oriented, uh, much more rules based, and much more metrics driven than you know what you think about if you you think about the sort of classic field sales send a seller out to uh, you know buy buy folks dinner and, and show up at the office, you know, that kind of thing. Um, not that there's not a lot of process and, and uh, metrics that go into those types of models, but uh, that's really where I think uh, a lot of the, the fascination uh, for me lies. The other thing is that I think the pandemic just reinforces um, the need for B2B subscription businesses. Uh, you know, the, the thing about a subscription business uh, that is is really interesting is you know, it's the combination of a lot of components that all work together. Um, and it makes for, in many cases, a fairly big ship. It's maybe a little bit hard to turn. You, you change kind of how you handle inbounds today. That's gonna take a few months to have an impact because of all the lead time. You change uh, some things that you wanna do around retention. You may not know how that's gonna perform for the next 12 months, but it also means in this time of like, tremendous change, you've got a little bit more built-in stability into the organization. And so I think we've actually seen that subscription revenue businesses are in many ways weathering this storm a little bit better than um, maybe more transactional businesses that are a little bit more impacted by the day-to-day -day fluctuations of uh, folks buying today versus putting off that decision later. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, a lot going on there. I think all sales or inside sales is a really interesting idea and in that many of us are managing remote teams who have never done that before or maybe we've had a few people remote but we've never been fully distributed and the way that you manage and motivate a sales team when you're not all in the same room together is really different mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot there that we want to explore through this newsletter that's something that's personally really interesting to me um, yeah so there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on um, in our business world while well, the rest of the world around us is just falling apart. Yeah, and oh, certainly, I, you know, I think the, the challenge that we have here is not just thinking about our revenue organizations, but um, you know, we need to figure out how to 
continue to protect our businesses, but also have empathy for our customers, our employees, for everyone who's going through a lot of difficult times right now. And to me, that highlights one other aspect that I think is really interesting about revenue organizations. Um, it's kind of trite to say that they're built off of, you know, people, process, and technology, but but they really are, and the people come first in that. Um, and you can't build any successful you know, B2B subscription revenue organization without um, both understanding and respecting the psychology of the people that work for you and um, understanding and respecting uh, that same thing with your customers. And so uh, because it's organized around that long-term customer life cycle, you can't just, uh, you can't, you literally cannot treat your customers transactionally. You have to, uh, you have to be good to them throughout the, the lifetime of their relationship um, and, and really beyond uh, with your company. Mm -hmm. And that does look a lot different now than it mm -hmm. did. Be, being understanding about their situation and their circumstances and what does that mean for things like new business and renewals and just generally how are they doing and there's a lot going on there. So yeah, what makes you get up in the morning right now? What are you excited about that we're working on? Well, some of those things I can't tell anybody about yet. Um, but, you know, I mentioned that my background is a software engineer, which uh, might be kind of a strange uh, path to end up, you know, really focused on on revenue. But for me, I don't actually think it's it's all that strange. What I loved to build when I wrote a lot of software was big distributed systems with lots of interconnected parts where data flowed from here to there and you had to make sure that it always worked and it was fully optimized and it was a uh, um it was you know the right kind of system to to meet your goals and what i quickly came to realize as i started working more with these revenue organizations is it's it's very similar um you are you are putting teams together uh and you're optimizing how those teams work together and you have this you know, these MDRs, their job is to take inbound leads and produce demos. And then these AEs, their job is to take those demos and produce customers. And, you know, you pass those along to the account managers and, and dealing with the, the often messy distributed system that's mm -hmm. built up of that people process and technology um, is something that anybody who I've talked to one-on-one -on -one recently will, will say like, I definitely, get pretty excited about that stuff because it's a fascinating people problem and a fascinating mm -hmm. engineering problem all rolled up into one and i think it it really fits uh what i'm excited about right now Absolutely. you know thank you very much for uh subscribing to the newsletter for your you know for those of you who offered support and kind words and everything as we kind of publicly uh announced our existence earlier this week uh it it really means a lot to us uh thank you for doing that and uh we are going to do everything we can to make this newsletter and all of our unique original content uh valuable um and hopefully you'll want to tune in every week thanks yeah absolutely and the other thing i'll say is tell all your friends if you thought this was useful then get them to sign up we got to get more leads. That's marketing right there. I've committed to a big number I got to get, mm -hmm. and you'll fire me if I don't. Yep. Maybe, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but yes, thank you. We really appreciate your support so far and really excited about what comes next. All right. Cool. Thanks.